every Monday at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, which I think is 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I don't know. I live in Arizona, so our time zones don't change, but I believe that's correct. But regardless, every Monday morning, I hold what is also called Morning Brews and Business Moves. That's where this whole thing started in my group called Grow Your Small Business with Jessica Garcia. It's a group with thousands of other like-minded business entrepreneur women who have a place to get together, ask questions, brainstorm, vent, celebrate wins, whatever you'd like to do. Completely free. It's something that I put together to create a community for like-minded business women. So on Monday, I recorded my podcast during my live. So I'm going to play the recording for you guys. During this live, I talked about who are you? Who do other people say you are? Who does your environment say you are? What do you have proof of, of yourself about who you are? And how can you change that proof so you can redirect your situation and become the person that you truly want to be? Hey, business baddie. Welcome to my podcast for entrepreneurs, where we chat all things business, have some hard conversations and plenty of ass kicking sessions. Why? Because I want to help you uncover where you might be stuck so you can live the life and business you deserve. I help coach thousands of women online every month to push past their fears and develop personally so they can come into the success that they have always been dreaming of. I'm really excited for the opportunity to do the same for you. Okay, so I have a question for you. We're gonna get, do do you guys wanna get a little bit deep this morning? I don't know if you want, how deep you wanna get. It's kind of early, but I'm already on the deep train. Like I am in full thought mode. I don't know. We're going to try it this morning. We're going to try doing a podcast here this morning. If it doesn't work, then it doesn't work. And then we'll just do our normal chats on Monday mornings. But well, I mean, heck, well, Tara said, let's get deep. (laughs) Okay. All right. You guys asked for it. So this has been, I've been thinking like super heavily. I have been for a long time, just, and and you'll hear me kind of talk about this on Friday's episode, episode four, which I definitely said it was episode three and it was not, it was episode four. But when I became a business coach a couple years ago, I was like, oh, okay. Like everybody just wants to know how to run a business, right? Like we just want to know, everybody just wants to know how to run a business. And I can run a business easily. I can run any business, whether it's product or services or whatever. I, I am not, I probably am not going to be the type of person to open a business that is going to be like, you know, hundred thousand dollars startup. I'm just not that way. I like to do small, smart ups, small, geez, words. Hold on. It's 6 15 AM for me small startups. I like to be able to have cash in hand to start a business or at least some kind of money to start my business and work from there. I don't like straight going into debt just to open a business, but I also don't freaking like debt anyways. But business me now versus business me 10 years ago is completely different. I opened a business, oh gosh, it was probably like 13 years ago with $54,000. That was mine. Um, and it was just a settlement from a car accident. It wasn't 
um, like I hadn't saved it. I hadn't anything, but I was like, okay, $54,000. I want to invest it and I want to open a business. And I just thought I needed to throw all $54,000 of it. The more money I threw at it, the more successful it was going to be completely untrue. Like I, I, it couldn't have been more untrue because I've started, good morning. I've started businesses on much less money on 50, a hundred dollars. And they end up being, you know, six figure businesses. And that one was not <laughs> definitely wasn't. I, I struggled. I didn't open the right business. Um, or I didn't open it the right way. I just opened it. Like what the hell I've got $54,000 to waste. Right. And it was literally gone in like four months. I think it was, it was kind of, it was kind of a, a waste, but Anyways, back to what I was really going to talk about. Um, I talked about this a little bit in the Watchtower, I think last month, maybe. Um, P.S. The Watchtower is open right now. You can join for a dollar for two weeks just to get your feet wet, see what it's about. You have full access to all my previous recordings. So if you want to binge watch all of my last two years of recordings, by all means, have at it. You can do it in two weeks for one dollar. Um, if you like what the watchtower after the two weeks, you continue, you can cancel, you can do whatever you want to do, whatever is going to help you. Um, the watchtower, I focus a lot on business strategy and mindset. It's not just business strategy. It used to be, but it's not anymore because that's not how we move forward. And I have tons of proof of it. So if you're coming to the watchtower or want to come to the watchtower for an easy fix, like I'm going to join the watchtower and my business is going to be so successful. Uh, I'm sorry to break it to you for one, you have to do the work. I can, I'm, I'm just a vessel. I can just show you what I've learned, um, you know, how to take shortcuts as far as, cause I've learned them. So I can teach you all of that stuff. But if you're not willing to do the work on your mindset and your own personal life, and you're not willing to do the work on your business because your personal life is affecting your business and you're just too freaking scared, then it's not going to work for you. You can join and listen and join in and be in the community and do all the hard work and it's going to work, but again, totally up to you anyways. So that's, that's it about the watchtower, but I was talking about this in the watchtower because I'm reading a book and I'm almost done with it. I feel like I've been reading it for 12 years. I don't know where it is. I thought I brought it in here this morning to show to you guys, but I don't have it. It's called atomic habits. And I picked up this book at Target on like a, a whim. I didn't know what it was about. I didn't know what I was going to be reading, but I'm like, oh, yeah, I could stand to use to make, you know, better habits for myself. It is one of my downfalls and it's actually pretty freaking good. <sighs> Disclaimer, um, I don't typically care for books written by men only because it's a lot more monotone. I like the emotion that women put behind their words in their books, it keeps me more engaged, but it's, it is what it is. And this one is a little bit more monotone, but the information he gives in this book is amazing. And the way he explains it and breaks it down is amazing. And, in I think the second chapter, he starts talking about, um, basically you are who you believe you are right and 
I mean, maybe, maybe some of you guys don't understand that I'm going to get into it, but that's how we live our lives. We are who we believe we are. What, what we know to be true is what we continue to think about ourselves. If we know it to be true that we are unorganized, we don't follow through. Um, we have anxiety that overtakes and doesn't allow us to accomplish things. We have fear for whatever reasons. Those are all the things we believe about ourselves. And when we continue to believe those things about ourselves, they just continue to be true because otherwise, how else would they be true? If you believed that you could run five miles a day and lose weight, you're going to run five miles a day. I would not, I don't run unless I'm being chased, but get what I'm saying, right? I don't know what else analogy to use. If you knew that you needed to eat healthy to become healthier, then once you eat healthy, you're, you're going to become healthier. If you believe that you don't have the willpower to eat healthy, you're going to continue to be unhealthy and believe that you're unhealthy just because, because you're not the one putting in the work to change something about yourself to better yourself. So we're, we're we are who we believe we are just like, um, that saying goes like, show me your five closest friends and I'll show you who you are. It's the same thing. It's your environment. It's your thoughts. It's how you're surrounded. Now here's the tricky part. Here's the tricky part. We know who we are by what we believe, what we have proof of up until we are to the age where we are able to make our own decisions. We are not responsible for who we believe we are, um, the values that we're instilled with, the morals, the lessons. We aren't, we aren't responsible for that. We have adults in our lives that at that time are responsible for how we think, how we feel, what we believe to be true. Um, just pros and cons to things. We listen to the adults around us because how else are we supposed to know? We're little. We don't know. They're the people who are supposed to be helping move us through life hoping to give us the right answers. And not all the time do we get the right answers, even from good parents. Even if we had parents who had complete good intentions that didn't have, you know, they weren't toxic, they weren't abusive, there wasn't trauma, we still learn from them and not necessarily the right way, or maybe the way that's going to fit our life. Maybe your parents were very, very um, poor. Well, I was going to say something very, very something else, but let's just say maybe your parents were poor or didn't have a whole lot of money and they worked really hard and they were both loving. They were both caring all of those things, but they continued to say things to you as you were growing up. Like, you know, I can't buy you such and such that was super important to you at the time because we don't have the money. So when you get older, Remember that you're not always going to get what you want. And, you know, because life isn't fair sometimes and, and not all the time are you going to have money. Well, that's not necessarily true for you. That's true for them for whatever situation they chose, but it's not true for you. But that is something that's ingrained in our brains and in our body to know that what our parents told us was true. And 
you know, we can work just as hard as they did because we saw it. They worked really, really hard and they provided the best that they could. But we always were told like life's not fair. And this is this is just what you have to deal with. That was their that was their future. That was their decision. You don't have to make that decision. You don't have to think the same way. If you want a different life for yourself and you want to not work as hard or you want to spend more time with your children and be able to provide more income and not have to tell your children like, hey, sorry, you can't sign up for that sport because I don't have the money. And that's just how life is going to be. So basically through life, you're just going to have to deal with what you got. And, and that's it. That's, that's the best it's going to get. That's so untrue. So untrue, because if I would have listened when I was younger and listened to what my parents had to say, I'd be a nasty, ugly drug addict who was living off the system and cheating everyone. If, if that's what I believed, what was that noise? I don't know what that noise was. Sometimes it's creepy out being out here in my office by myself with all the windows closed or all the curtains closed. <laughs> gosh, dang it. Whoever that was need to knock it off. I was on a roll. Let me take a drink of my coffee. Is any, is anybody relating to this? Is it something that like sparks something in your brain? That's like, yeah, I've believed all these things about myself for so long that maybe I thought they were true, but they weren't. Now, this is where I get into what affects you in your personal life affects you in your business life. I don't care how how much you want to fight it, it was, it's, it's going to happen. Bis personal and business life completely combine. Uh, you guys have probably heard me say a million trillion times. If you can't do it in your personal life, you're not going to be able to do it in your business life. If you are too paralyzed by fear in your personal life to move forward with anything, you're going to be too paralyzed by fear in your business life to move forward with anything. If you cannot control your finances and be financially literate in your personal life, you are not going to be able to do it in your business life. But let me stop you before you say, oh, well, I just need to quit my business because I can't do it in my personal life. So I can't do it in my business life. Bullshit. Absolute bullshit. You can literally do anything you want. Absolutely anything you want. The reason you are stuck, the reason you are not able to move forward is because you believe you believe you are who you are and that's it. But what if you could believe you are someone else? What if you could believe that your disorganized self who doesn't follow through with shit, including disciplining your children or promises you make or whatever, which leads into your business with following through your business tasks. What if you could believe that you are organized? That's half the battle. Believing is half the battle. Believing you can is you're halfway there. 50%. Okay. But this is where toxic positivity gets in the way. Okay. Um, how many of you guys believe in manifesting affirmations, having the proper mindset to move forward? I remember when I was younger, I was probably like 18, 17. I got hired by this business and it was like a call center kind of place. And in between calls, um, because it was more of a sales sales thing in between calls, they would make you say positive affirmations. And I was like on day two and I'm like, what the F 
fuck are these people like, what is this? Like, I am not going to sit here and tell myself how beautiful and how powerful and how smart and how all these things I am. They don't know me. I can't just say this because at the time I didn't believe a single thing I was saying. I wasn't believing a single affirmation that was coming out of my mouth. And it was proof. I had proof. And I, and this is what I used to try to prove to everybody. I, look at, look, I have proof that I'm not, I can't do any of these things. Like I'm not, I'm not worth it. And my life is just chaos because that's just what it is, right? I grew up with chaos and things are going to be chaos and nothing good can happen to me because that's my life has proven it. If, if anything good happens, it, shit comes up and covers it up and more chaos and more drama. And then it just goes away. I have proof. I'm telling you guys. And that's how I live for such a long time. I have proof that I need to live off of the government. I have, because I'm not going to be able to move forward. Like I have proof that I have to not only take care of myself, my baby. And, um, I was with Tristan's dad at the time, like we have to do this, but I also have to take care of my sisters because my parents are drug addicts. Plus I have to help them because if I don't help them, they're not going to be able to survive and everything's going to be even more chaotic. And my life is going to be even more miserable. So see you guys, here's the proof of why I can't have a good life. Like I just have to live for everything else. And I'm going to prove to you that I'm not worth it because let me tell you, growing up, I did everything I could. I relieved my parents of stress um, and it wasn't good enough. I overachieved literally everything and it wasn't good enough for my parents to stop doing drugs to be parents. Um, you know, I'm just a screw up. Look, I, you know, I'm, I'm, got pregnant at 17. So like, I, I still, I don't make good decisions. You know, I'm just like them, you know, but I'm not going to do drugs. I'm not going to do drugs because I know how toxic and you know, how that can ruin your life. So I, I made myself believe that if I just didn't do drugs, I wouldn't be like them because I had, I had proof that if you do drugs, you're going to do all of these things. So for a lot of my life, I was, I just shoved proof in everybody's face. See, I told you, see, I told you it's just, no, that's where I had to stop proving everybody to everybody or myself that things were just going to constantly be shit. I had to switch my mindset into proving to myself that life doesn't have to be that way. And that's where a lot of us get super stuck in life. We have this proof and there's nothing that anybody else can say or do to take away that proof because we are living proof. But this is where manifestation, affirmations, and mindset come in. I started to realize that I I have worth outside of my parents. I have worth outside of taking care of my sisters for them. I have worth outside of living off the system. Like I can do it myself. Like why can't I? Just because I was raised like that doesn't mean I had to. I had worth outside of this chaotic, abusive, toxic family life that I had. And I started to provide myself with different proof. 
And it's huge. It's a, it's a game changer to take the proof that you've always known and to change the proof into something else. And then that's when we know I am, <laughs> I would say that I have to keep myself in check because I am, uh, I have created a self-esteem for myself that is, <sighs> on, it could probably be on the verge of cocky. I don't want to be cocky. I am very humble uh, for the things that I have created in my life and the person that I have become and who I wanted to be. I've had to do a lot of hard things, but even as somebody who now, right now I'm like 204 pounds, 50 plus pounds heavier than I normally am because of some medical stuff that I'm going through some health issues, but whatever. Today, I am still just as confident. I don't care if I'm 500 pounds or 150 pounds. That doesn't change my belief in myself. If you don't like what you're looking at, then don't look because I'm fine. I'm perfectly fine. Would I love to lose some weight for health reasons? Absolutely. But does it prevent me from doing my everyday tasks or dressing up or putting makeup on or doing my hair? No, it really doesn't because I know who I am. It doesn't matter to me who anybody else thinks I am. I know because of proof that I've given myself with my life. Thank you very much, Christine. I know who I say I am. I, I do what I, you know, I... I was going to say, I do what I say I do, but that's not always true. Sometimes I say I'm going to do things and, and don't, don't do them all the time. I have good intentions. Does that count for anything? <laughs> there we go. There I go. Justifying, right? So if you are feeling stuck, you're feeling like things aren't going right and you're not who you want to be and you want to make a shift out of the place that you're stuck in right now, you have to change the proof of who you are. And sometimes you have to fake it till you make it, right? Sometimes you have to believe that there is other proof within yourself before you can actually believe the proof. And the only way to believe the proof of it is by being challenged. Because if everything in life is going great, we have no reason to think that things are bad otherwise until we're hit with that train. And when we're hit with that train, we spiral. How many of you guys spiral? Like things are going good. We're trucking along. Like kids are listening. You know, business is going okay. You know, we're not fighting with our spouse. You know, our friends are great you know, everything is going good. We might have a few hiccups here and there, but like no big deal because life is good. Right. And then we get hit by a train, one single train, and it knocks us on our ass. And we're like, Whoa, wait a minute. What just happened? Like everything was good. And now I'm literally questioning everything. Am I a good mom? Am I a good wife? Am I a good business owner? Is this where I'm supposed to be in life? Am I doing what, what, my destiny is meant to be. And, you know, should I keep putting all of this, this effort into my business when it was working, but now like dead stop, right? And that train hits us so hard, it makes us question literally everything. That, that time right there 
is that time where you take a reflection, uh, you know, take a, take a chance to look at the reflection of who you believe you are. Because if you get knocked down by one thing in life, you're not standing on a sturdy foundation. Yes, things will knock us back, but they don't have to knock us down. And when they knock us back, that is the perfect time to challenge ourselves and say, okay, am I where I want to be? Or could I be choosing something different for myself? And that is when change happens. So if things aren't working for you right now, it's time to try something new. Even if you feel affirmations, mindset, manifestation is hippie woo-woo shit. And, you know, I'm not going to do that. That's not going to change your, my life. You're right. Just by telling yourself you're organized doesn't mean you're organized. Like you have to do the work. You have to follow through with the work. You can't just tell yourself every single day, I am organized, I am organized, I am organized without putting any work in because that's just toxic positivity. That's just, you're just bullshitting yourself. And then when the time comes where you need to be organized or something happens because you weren't organized, you're going to be like, see, didn't fucking work. I told you, I told you it wasn't going to work but that's because you didn't, you didn't do the work. If you're not doing the work, it's not going to change this. No magical wand, none whatsoever. That's going to just change everything just because you believe it. You have to believe it and do it. Kelly said, I didn't go through any of these feelings until I was an adult, even after 30 and other adult family members have told me I'm selfish and just bully me into feeling like I'm just a piece of shit. So I'm trying to find myself now and question everything about myself, my decisions, Kelly, I cannot relate to that anymore, anymore whatsoever. I cut out my parents quite a few years ago because of their toxic behavior, their drug use and, and, and all the ways they were dragging me down. And I needed to take control of my situation. And unfortunately, I hate to say it, but those situations still happen. No matter how much hard work I've done for myself, those situations still happen. I'll give you an example um, because I want you to know that it's not just you. So I've put in the, the hard work for myself and I continue to put in the hard work for myself every, you know, every day, mostly every day. Sometimes I take a break, but I still continue to put in, in the hard work because that's exactly the, that's exactly the same scenario that would knock me on my ass. I would start getting better and feeling better and making positive changes. And then somebody in my family who was toxic as shit would come back and knock me on my ass. I have been told my whole life that I am controlling my whole life. Well, what else could I be? I was 12 years old when my parents decided they wanted to do drugs lose their business, lose their house, lose all of this stuff. And who had to take over? Who had to take control? Me. I had to take control and raise my sisters. And then my parents decided to get clean and come back around when I was 17, um, right before I got pregnant. And I was like, cool, now I can put my life back into their, their hands, right? 
and trust them because they, you know, they proved that they could get off of drugs and that they could be parents. Yes, until we moved back to Arizona and then boom, they were back in the same situation. They were back into drugs. Now I'm pregnant with a guy that I barely like, but I'm going to stick through it because I'm pregnant. Um, I'm back to taking care of my sisters. I have an extra sister now. So now there's three sisters. And anytime I would lose my shit and say, whoa, hold on. Like, this is not normal. You guys need to knock your shit off. Like, stop doing drugs. I was controlling. I was a horrible person. I was so mean and would knock me on my ass because I would think, oh my gosh, okay, maybe my controlling behavior is making it to where they can't move forward. I'm affecting them. Oh God, was I so wrong? So, so wrong. Um, it took me a lot of years to figure out that my controlling behavior, right, as long as I used it in a positive manner, was a good quality about myself because you know what when shit goes wrong and shit starts to fall shit starts to hit the fan i am the first one to step up and say okay this is what we're gonna do this is how we're gonna get through it nobody panic like i have been through worse let's do this this and this and we you know we'll pull ourselves back together instead of everybody just being like oh shit and just watch it fall. No, that's a good quality about myself. And I love that. I love that I don't always have to be in control, but when the time comes, I'm the one. Just like if, you know, if you're in a scary situation and, um, and you're unarmed, but there is one person that is armed that can help the situation and, and stop stop it all there. It, all it took was one armed person, right? I, maybe that's not even the best example, but that's the one that came to my brain. I am armed with being able to get a situation back into control. That's not a bad thing. So anyways, my, my example was, is I had to cut both my parents out of my life and I had to cut one of my sisters out of my life. She has chosen to be exactly like my mother. Oh my God. It's identical. It's like nauseating how similar she is. And she's chosen this for herself. She has, because she's get, been given every opportunity to not be this way. Well, within this last year, I acquired her three kids and her dog. While she gets to go and live life, she gets to go do all the drugs she wants, have as many relationships as she wants. She doesn't have to have a place to live because they're all safe with me. She doesn't have to get a job because she doesn't need money because she's not raising her own kids. But the second I reach out and say, hey, like I need to get these kids counseling and I need to get them into tutoring. Um, they're really far behind. Like I'm trying to help them. That's the second I get the text messages of you are controlling. You don't have to have control over everything you. And this was just in the last couple of days. Um, you're a horrible, miserable person and, um, and you affect everybody around you and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what, what are you talking about? And me, because I don't feel the need to have to defend myself anymore because I don't believe those things about myself and is definitely not how I behave can just respond. Cool. So who set them up for counseling and, and tutoring? Like what's happening? And then it would be, you know, um, the kids don't feel comfortable with you. They 
you know, they're miserable because you're miserable and you make them miserable. And, you know, you're, you're putting all these restrictions on them and yada, yada. Like one of the kids got caught with, caught with a vape at school. So I took his phone away. He had a consequence. That was his original consequence. And then it was, he had to write down his own consequences um, in order to get his phone back. And that's what it was. Well, then she freaked out, you know, give him his phone back. I didn't say he had to lose. Um, he did. He didn't have to lose his phone. He's already been punished enough. The school punished him. I punished him. And now you're punishing him. He doesn't need to be punished by you. Well, first of all, he hasn't seen you in two months. So I'm not sure how you punished him. And yes, he did get suspended from school, rightfully so. Um, and little did she know, like, the punishment I was giving him was one consequence. He had to write one consequence. Then we were going to work on systems for him to be able to change his behavior because consequences don't necessarily change behavior in children. We have to change what we believe. The whole thing we've been talking about today, what we believe and how we take control of ourselves and the power we have over our thoughts and our behaviors and our actions. And that is that was what I was doing with him. Instead, I get this brigade of text messages about how I'm mean, horrible, controlling, miserable. You know, the kids aren't comfortable with me. That's why they come and see her. And I'm like, the kids only come and see you every couple months. And so I responded and I said, okay, that's fine. Then, then take the power back. You're their mom. Take it back. I don't have to have control. You're absolutely right. I have taken control in this situation because no one else has, but here you go. You can take care of them, right? You're perfectly fine to parent. You've got it all. You got your shit together. Take it back. It's not on me. It's on you. I'm just helping you. <laughs> I, I'm just doing what I feel is right. Good morning. If you don't like that and your kids are so miserable with me, why have you left them here for a year? Like you literally ditched them. So long story short, it's going to keep happening. Even though I cut her, even though um, she's long gone out of my life, all, you know, cut my parents, all of that stuff, it still happens. And unless you can have an unshakable foundation of what you believe about yourself, those kind of people will still sneak in and try to attack and try to bring you down when they're at their worst. Because that's what happens between me and her. When she's on the right path, we, she, she loves hanging around me. She will tell me, you know, she follows what I, you know, she tries to follow in my footsteps and, you know, and I inspire her to do these things and, and all of that. But when she's bad, I'm horrible. I'm a mean, horrible, wicked, miserable person. <laughs> it's funny how that works, right? But sorry, Charlie, I don't believe that crap anymore. And so you can say it all you want. You can maybe convince yourself of it, but that's not going to do you any good. Worry about yourself. Mind your own business. Stay in your own damn lane. <laughs> but people who have toxic habits like that, they have to reach out and tear somebody else up to make themselves feel better. And that's it. I know I tried to engage the least amount as possible. Um, and it pisses her off even more. And I get like these, 
whoo, these big long text messages of some, some shit. <laughs> oh gosh. Anyways. So I feel you, the best thing to do is work on yourself and create that foundation to where you can't let other people set you back. It's hard to cut this family out and move on. It's my husband's family and he just stays out of it. No matter how much I cry or beat myself up, he just stays Switzerland. Unfortunately, without your husband's support, things might not change, but you have control of protecting yourself. It is very easy to hit block. It, I mean, the actual action of it is easy. Putting yourself in the mind frame of this is not what I need is hard because they have, they have more than likely instilled in you fears for you not to walk away. Fears to say, hey, you know, all of these things are wrong with you and you start to believe them. It's hard not to believe what people say to you over and over and over and over again, right? And that's why we need to provide proof of something else. Take their proof and, and get rid of it. If somebody has not been standing by your side, supporting you, helping you, um, paying your bills, or it doesn't even have to be paying your bills, but you know what I'm saying? Like they are there through thin and thick. They don't get a say. They don't get a front row to your front row seat to your life. You have to earn it. Otherwise, you're better off without. And it is hard. There are 5 million excuses that anyone can create why we need to continue to let this toxic shit happen from other people. There's no good excuse good enough. There's none to allow people to continue to deface you like that. It just, ha it has to stop. And you are the only one with the power to stop it. Not your husband. Your husband can't control how your life goes. You do. You control who you talk to, who you interact with, what you believe about yourself, what you believe from other people about yourself. You are in control of all of that. And it's easy to say, oh, well, somebody else isn't helping me with that. Would it be nice to have that help? Absolutely. But you don't need it. People have to respect your boundaries and how you feel and what you want your life to be. And that's the problem. The sturdier we get, the healthier we get, the more they, the more stronger they get because they're like, oh, it's not working anymore. It's not working. I have to prove to her that she is shit because the closer she is to shit like I am, the better I'm going to feel. But if you keep moving, slowly they fade away because they can't win anymore. But the second you let them win, you're whoop, right back to normal. So we need to change the facts we know about ourselves. And sometimes that might just start with positive affirmations, changing the way we think because our thoughts turns into actions and continuing to create that mindset from ourselves. But we can't just continue the mindset. We have to do the actions and don't get too hard on yourself because this is a process. You may mess up. You may let somebody back in or a negative thought creep back in. It doesn't mean you're a bad person. It means you're human. 
That's how our brains are wired. You have to take control of that rewiring. So if something sneaks in, it is just a challenge to make you suspicious about your beliefs. And that's when we need to take a second and go into thought and figure out who it is we are, what we want to be, who we want to be, and what we want our future to look like. And the second you can take, you can remove the reaction, you hear what they say, and you take a second with yourself to process what they said or what you said negative about yourself and to know that we can rewire this thought, it starts to become a habit and you have to stop less and less. You will start to see that you have the ability to think positive, but it takes time. It takes repetition. It takes habit. But when we get to that place, now we are who we wanted to be because we have proof. We have proof that we don't allow other people to talk shit about us and it affect us. We have proof that we are able to get rid of the negative thinking to keep ourselves on a positive track. But until you have proof, it's really hard to believe. So I encourage you guys to take some time, maybe write down some things that you want to be true about yourself. Maybe if you struggle with the fact that you aren't good enough, figure out how it is you are good enough beyond all the bullshit you've been through because you are good enough. Just because somebody else says you're not good enough or treated you as not good enough, they're not the ruler, they're not the person, they're not the, the doer and beer of all of your life, you are. So don't let them create the proof, you create the proof in your own life.